Falava, warm Pacific greetings and greetings in the matchless and beautiful name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Hey family, welcome back to the Fresh Truth uh, Ministries podcast. No, I'm not Ronji Tanielu, uh, incarnate, <laughs> but yes, I'm a little younger, uh, but definitely not as wise and holy as I also Ronji. Um, Malolele, my name is Alapasita Del, um, and I've got the privilege of hosting this wonderful podcast with a couple of guests that I'll introduce to you shortly. Um, and on behalf of our Fresh Truth brothers, I'm here with the also uh, Kanan. Ine, how are you, Kanan? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, we're coming to you from the mighty south side um, and would like to welcome um, all those tuning into this podcast, be it in New Zealand or abroad. Um, before we kick into, th- kick into things, um, I love what um, the word, how the word reminds us to praise the Lord regardless of the season. And I love this particular psalm that reads Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, Lord him, all you peoples, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. And we're praising the Lord uh, that we live in a country where we can discuss and come around um, his word and and be able to distribute these things, but also to fellowship openly Mm, um, and proclaim and praise his name, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Now family, you're in for a treat today. Um, Our special uh, guests today are dear sisters of mine, but also dear to our Fresh Truth Ministries. Um, And some of them you've met before in previous podcasts and others um, are new to our podcast platform. Uh, They'll introduce themselves shortly, but I'd like to extend a warm and joyful welcome to our special guests today. Uh, We have Rabina Tanielu, uh, we have Nessa Taufa and Sanefi now. Welcome, sisters. How are you all doing today? Good. Awesome. Yep. Good. We're feeling the nerves kind of like we're all talking about how nervous we are, mm. but we're also equally excited yeah, come on. Uh, to come around biblical truth and to be able to speak to um, what we'll be speaking to today. Um, so, yeah. How's everyone doing? All good? Yeah. yeah, really good. Really, really blessed to be here. Awesome. So thank yeah. you. I agree. Yay. Blessed yes. to be here. It's going to be great. It'll be fun. And we have the word of God. How much fun can we that have? Okay, so family, um, what a privilege and blessing it is to have our wonderful sisters on here today to Dalanoa to chat and discuss um, biblical perspectives on the role of women in the local church and how some of these roles can cross over or perhaps be an opposition or contradiction with some of the issues we see around gender equality um, and feminism. A lot of expensive words, I know. Um, we will break them down as best we can and we'll see what the word says about them. But before we do... Just to warm up our guests today, I've got a question for everybody. And I'll, um, before you answer this question, if you could please introduce yourself, um, maybe your FPOS card pin number. Nah, <laughs> don't do that. All right, so um, let's start to my right with um, our beautiful Nessa. So my icebreaker question is, I know Ronji does this all the time, and I think it's a great way to bring us into what we're talking about today. Um, who is or who are some of your favourite uh, female Bible characters and why? Uh, my all-time favorite is Abigail from the book of Samuel. Um, if you don't know, then you don't know. But Abigail's, yeah, Abigail's story, uh, the reason why I, she's one of my favorites is because of her caring nature and her interceding for her foolish husband, Nabal. Um, Abigail also goes on to be one of David's wives later on after her husband dies. But yeah, Abigail, because she's so caring and intercedes for her husband. It's such yeah. a pretty name as well. Yeah. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, Nessa, who, who are you? Are you married? Uh, <laughs> all those things. Uh, Nessa Dolfa. Um, don't be fooled by the last name. I am 100% Samoan, but I'm married to a um, 
Tamasi Itonga, um, and that's where Dalfa comes from. Um, yeah. Awesome. We love it. We love it. And um, next we have Sane, who has been on here before, so she is familiar to our listeners. Now, Sane, you would have heard the question, do you have any favourite or favourites uh, female Bible characters and why? Maybe just quickly reintroduce yourself to, to us, to the audience. Malolele, everyone. My name is Sane Fina. Um, I'm married. Um, um, I'm happy to be here, um, but my favourite character um, is um, Deborah. Uh, Deborah mm. is from the Book of Judges, mm. and, um, and God raised her up to be a judge for the children of Israel mm. um, because Barak did not want to be obedient to God. Yeah. And so um, that's one of my favourite. But I also like um, uh, Eunice. And um, mm. that's the grandmother and Lois, mm. the grandmother of um, of Timothy, where they um, they bring up Timothy in the Word from such a young age, mm. as the Bible says that that's our role. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, awesome. And we might talk a little bit about roles of um, mothers and grandmothers a little later on in the podcast today. So, last but not least, Rabina. Talo for love, everyone. Uh, my name is Rabina Tanielu. Um, Last name because um, I'm married to the Ronji Tanielu. Um, <laughs> um, yes, that is um, my wonderful dear husband. And so I am uh, Samoan, uh, born and raised out in South, uh, West Auckland, um, but um, privileged enough to be able to, ra- to be raised in Salangi in Samoa and then came back to go to school. Um, so, yeah, very pleased to be here, uh, very grateful to be on this side. Often I'm on the other side behind Canaan, um, often um, eating the boys' snacks, and uh, but praying, praying for them as they do this <laughs> podcast. So really blessed to be here, and uh, thank you for the invitation uh, to be able to, really hopefully to be able to bless the body of Christ mm. um, in a way that um, through, I guess, our stories, mm. but ultimately to be guided by God's word. Mm. Uh, in terms of favorite Bible characters, mine um, actually isn't named in the Bible, but it's the Samaritan woman by Jacob's well uh, in John 4. Mm. And I think for me, the reason why she's my favorite is because um, she asked the questions. Uh, she was bold enough to kind of, she knew that you know, her people and Jesus' people weren't weren't boys as such. Um, she knew there was separation in those things. Uh, she also, she asked, she asked the, you know, she asked the Lord, you know, well, what is this water that you talk about? And she had these inquiring questions. I just think about her boldness in those things. Um, and then when he, you know, goes on, if you don't know the story, please go and read it. But um, he talks to her about living water. And she wants it, mm. and she asks for it. And I love that boldness, even though she doesn't know much. And you know, she she hears she hears Jesus out, and she thinks that it's going to be something that's going to meet her immediate need, a eh, so that she doesn't have to come back to the well. Mm. But actually, when she listens further, she hears that there's more, and there's the eternal life that he that he offers. Um, my favorite part about her, though, is that when she hears this, the Bible tells us that she immediately goes back into her village Mm. and she tells people the little that she knows about the one she just met and then it says that people came to Jesus and they listened to him for another two days Mm. and many believed because of her testimony but many believed 
because they had also heard. And so I just think about that in terms of, you know, sometimes we can be almost too scared to share the gospel mm. because we don't know enough or, you know, we don't know the, the Hebrew or the Greek of, of things. And so, but, you know, here's a woman that just kind of had met Jesus, knew a little bit, mm. dropped her water pot, mm. you know, down back to the village. Mm. And people were saved because of that. And I just, um, I love that about her. And she's not even named, yeah. you know, and she's, she's a Samaritan woman coming in the middle of the day. So, yeah, she's, she's, she's about one of my favorites of the many, I guess. But, yeah. I love it. Thanks. Praise yeah. the Lord. Um, I guess I'll round it up. My favorite is Rahab. Um, not because she's a harlot, but I think, <laughs> um, yeah, her being a Gentile. Um, is a picture of and how she's grafted into um, Christ's line, his genealogy, is a picture of how we as Gentiles, um, as New Testament believers, are grafted in, into the promises um, of God, um, into, yeah, the olive tree. And so um, I love that she was bold and courageous, but also that um, she's a picture that God uses anyone and everyone to outwork his will, um, her being sort of, you know, if we think of the times that she was in Harlot, being sort of the lowest of low in their society and she lived on the outskirts of that of her society and looked down upon yet God chose to use her to outwork mm. his sovereign will that we would have Christ and what a picture of who he is and his character um that he's a loving father and that um yeah he, he's yeah she's one of my favorites so um and I think it's a cool name like um, yeah, anyways, that side note, <laughs> but um, back back to it. So as you would have guessed on, on our um, terms of our icebreakers and what we've been slowly chatting or shortly chatting about is that um, today's podcast is on the role of women in the local church. Um, this topic is quite uh, prickly or contentious mm. um, and it's tricky territory, eh? both within the church and, and within our culture and society as well. And so um, it's important that we come back to the word about this. So this mm. is what we will um, endeavour to do today is to discuss this topic of the role of women in church from biblical perspectives and coming back to the word because that's a refinery. Eh? as the yeah, psalm I that I just shared earlier on in verse 2. It said, His, the truth of God endures forever mm. and forever um, enca encapsulating all at time as in all centuries and whatever time period it is, the word of God still stands true and that is our refining and our reference point. So... Um, We've got a couple of questions the sisters and I will be discussing. Um, I know that we've all been nervous about this, but God is so sovereign <laughs> and um, he continues to lead us in these conversations. So our prayer with any of the podcasts that comes out of Fresh Truth Ministries is, is that it would encourage, it would edify, it would challenge, and it would spur um, the listeners, our brethren, onto the Lord, eh, as Peter, as we're reminded in Second Peter, to grow in the grace and the love and mm -hmm. knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And to do that, we contend in Scripture and so um, all that to say, we're going to kick it off. And our first question is, um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll take pass the mic around. This, I've never done this before, so bear with me. Um, if I go cross-eyed, just leave me be. I will come back to it, okay? And so our first question is, um, what is the role of women in the local church? I'm going to kick it off with our sister Sani, and then I'll go from there. So... Um. The role of women in our local churches, you will find that in the book of Timothy, I mean, sorry, Titus, mm -hmm. uh, Titus chapter 2, uh, verse 3 to 5, and it says, <laughs> um, and it says, um, the older woman, 
Likewise, that they be reverent in behavior. Eh? So reverent means you, you submit. You submit to God's will, being obedient. Because eh? there is there's blessing in obedience, and there is also uh, curse from disobedient. Eh? From, um, um, not slander, say we're not supposed to gossip about people, um, not given too much wine, um, teachers of good things, say mm. that they admonish the young woman to love their husband, mm. to love their children, and be discreet, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Eh? Because women supposed to represent God. Mm. A, you're supposed to be a godly woman. Eh? Mm. And so if you're not a godly woman, then are you going to blaspheme God's mm. name? Eh? And that's, I think um, that's our role. That's our role as a, as a woman from the book of Titus. Mm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Mm. Um, Nessa or Bina, you guys have anything to add or um, flesh out? From that wonderful response um, from our sister Sani. Um, when I looked at what a role of the woman was, I saw that there's two different views or two different ways people answer this question. Mm. One is biblical and one I used to believe and I don't believe is biblical anymore. Um, and the verses I got was from Titus 2, but also in First Timothy 2, mm. uh, verses 11 and 3 and 7. Where, it, uh, where Paul is instructing Timothy on how to order a church. Mm-hmm. And in, those, in, in that, that piece of writing, he's saying that women are to learn in silence um, and not to exercise authority over a man. So there's one side that says, that sticks to that piece of writing, and then there's the other side where they, um, they take Genesis, uh, sorry, Galatians 3 verse 28, and then they say, because of that piece of writing that Paul said that the roles of men and women are interchangeable. Mm. Mm. Do you guys want to uh, go to Galatians 3.25 so you guys know that I'm not lying? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's actually like, go to Galatians. And I used to be, and I'm confessing, um, a Galatians 3.28 believer that the roles of men and women were interchangeable, but no, Timothy's very, uh, Paul's very clear in Timothy. Mm. Um, and if you read Galatians 3, verse 28, it's actually in con- they're addressing the Jews that thought that they were better than the Gentiles mm. in regards to salvation, not how to order the church. Yeah, nice. So, that's awesome, sis. That's my little... <laughs> it's your little five cents. <laughs> and then I can add on to that. <laughs> um, yeah, praise the Lord. I guess uh, for me, when I think about the role of women in the local church... Um, thinking about who does the local church belong to. Eh? That's always kind of like, so you come back to the source or you come back to whose church is it? And then if we find out whose church it is, then that's where we find the order. Mm-hmm. And so if Christ is the head of the church, then the instruction for the local body should come from God's word. Mm-hmm. And whilst I know that it is a prickly um, kind of a subject, I think... The Bible doesn't. The, Bi- the Bible's not unclear, eh? Like if I can say that, you know, Second um, Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is God breathed, eh? And it's useful 
Hey, so that it's not just about you know getting our um, our Sunday school exams and um, getting our little ribbons on White Sunday, <laughs> but actually it's useful for teaching. Hey, mm-hmm. so it's useful for, for for doctrine. So what we need to learn about the church and all things in terms of who God is and how to be saved by Him and how to know Him mm-hmm. and how to um, live on earth unto Him mm-hmm. is all written in the Bible. And so while the Bible is not unclear. I think this has become a real debated issue because of the change in society, the different concepts that have come in and different ideas of what equality means or about the role of woman. And yet actually, when you think about where women started back in Genesis and then where the church started, which is in the book of Acts, like we've got to come back to the Bible for our instruction. Otherwise, we're just kind of just rolling with the times and the times are sad yeah <laughs> so we've almost got to come back to the word and so i love that um sister sane and and nessa had brought those scriptures up um to be able to look at those because sadly what what's happened and that's why it's such a touchy area or it's a prickly area or it's a sensitive area um it's because we've almost implied or imposed mm-hmm. our kind of own ideas of what the role of women should be in society mm-hmm. and try to kind of put it on to what we think the role of woman is in the local church. Hey, and so we've got to keep in mind and keep the context as this is the role of woman in the local church. Yeah. Hey, so let's not just, let's be kind of clear about that in case the boys have to start to face <laughs> prickly comments, hey, Canaan, and so that um, Canaan doesn't get any hate mail. But from what I've heard of the other podcasts, you, you answer them all. And so, um, but I think um, as to just to add my five cents to the, um, to the pot, I think um, when we think about Titus 2 and when we think about the different scriptures that the other sisters have brought up, um, it's, this, it's the principle of subject, of being in subjection. Um, you see that in Ephesians 5, 22, 24. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a Christian wife, being submissive to her husband, for her husband to wash her in the word. And we see these rich instructions of, and whilst we know, Got to keep it in context, it's between a husband and a wife. This is pretty much the kind of foundation of where you start to see the role of woman in the church. So you've almost got to come back. You've almost got to go there before you kind of look at that. Because I think when we get that right, then you don't have so many issues when you start to look at the role of the of the, the woman in church. So, um, so yeah, so there is a submission role of woman to a husband. And those words, eh, like, let's face it, like some of those words are just kind of like, oh, uh-huh. hey, people don't like those words, they obey, like, oh, reverse, yeah, cut it out. Like, even in Christian weddings, people are starting to take out that, you know, to love, obey my husband, eh, because it's like, oh, no, can't do that. But it, again, I think it's because those words now mean totally different things, but whatever those words mean today, tomorrow, next year, last year, the word of God is the word of God. And so we've got to come back to looking at those. And so um, the role of woman is to participate in her local church, but mm-hmm. there are roles for her and there are roles not for her mm-hmm. in the church. And so, um, you know, we are to, um, for older women to be able to teach the Bible, A, to other women, A, and for women to also be able to teach the Bible to children. Mm-hmm. A, that's that's the role, A. And then you, because God does give 
the gift of teaching to women, mm. but it should be used in these roles as we've seen in the scriptures. And so um, along with those things, there is um, the role is to participate, to pray, mm -hmm. to be a part of the Lord's table, mm -hmm. a, to, um, to support missionaries, a, to support the elders, mm -hmm. to pray for the church, to give to the needy. Like those are all the roles of women in church. Um, and sometimes I, I kind of struggle sometimes when there's always this idea of separating these things. There are separate and distinct roles that don't mean that one is better than the other, mm -hmm. A, but one has a role and those things are clear mm -hmm. in, in the word. I think they're just, we just make things difficult. Yeah. A, it's kind of like we just, because we get offended of things mm -hmm. or we've misinterpreted things like we have because yeah. the Bible's pretty clear about how to run the church and we should listen because it's the lord's church hey yes. so um so yeah so ping <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so good that's awesome um a couple of things that have been mentioned is context and um, roles that women should and shouldn't fill mm -hmm. and so speaking of roles that women shouldn't fill um nessa alluded to it earlier first timothy 2 uh, 12 uh, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. And this passage is often, um, I would say, conflated or like it's misunderstood. That's a big word. Yeah, sorry. Conflated. I'll take that back. I'll break it down. Um, it's often misinterpreted uh, or it gets caught up in the dialogue or I guess some of the controversy around female pastors. And so, um, as has spoken about by the sisters, there are clear, distinct roles for men and for women. Um, not because we're, we've written it, it's clear in the word, eh? And often I think um, the word is clear, but humans just, they like muddiness, eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord that he works with mud too. <laughs> so, um, back to what I was saying in terms of uh, roles that women, that, that scripture's pretty clear about in terms of, um, say, pastor, role of pastor. This one is like a for the past four to five decades has mm. been controversial in the church. Um, and so, yeah, I'd like to know your thoughts about can women be pastors uh, or preach in, in churches, in, in congregations? Um, who would like to put their hand up? <laughs> Cannon, do you have one of those dun, dun, dun <laughs> kind of moments? Eh? I can play the effects. <laughs> and these like bright lights that kind of come on. Do you have those flashy things like that? that um, I don't know if the boys that, are paying you enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab the sweat mark. Um, yeah, I mean, First uh, Timothy 2 outlines that, um, you know, what women, women are, what a woman isn't permitted to do in terms of teach um, and what she is in, a, in terms of her authority. And so... Um, yeah, I guess I would like to hear any thoughts or additions, subtractions. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because this one is often one I hear in, in conversations and I guess arguments or discussions that actually, um, like some of the interpretations I've heard is that Paul is referring uh, just to that culture and the time. Mm -hmm. And so because it was he was speaking to that culture and time, then it doesn't apply today when actually we know that as you said, Second Timothy three sixteen, all Scripture uh, is for all, like is inspired by God. All Scripture, not just Second one, First Timothy two, like separate aside, <laughs> um, but all Scripture, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm interested to hear what you guys, um, yeah, your thoughts around women in pastoral roles, 
women preaching, women pastors. Yeah, we're going to hash that out today. So Okay. Yeah. Let me put my hair up and um, <laughs> let me take my earrings off now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love, like... Good question. And why not? Like, this is that place where we get to hash these things Absolutely. out, right? And I guess the saving grace for all four of us here is that we don't need to reply to the comments <laughs> <laughs> that come out of this. Um, but yeah, I'll hand it over to my sisters. I can go first and then yeah. that way I'll get my piece out and then you guys can add <laughs> and then tell me what, you know, what's not right and what's, sure. yeah. Um, okay. I'm laughing because I'm nervous. My whole body is reacting to this question. <laughs> Because I know after this and when this is, I'm losing a whole lot of my friends after this. We got you. We got you. Yeah, but you know what? Praise God for His truth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's His truth. Um, So, can you read the question one more time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can can women uh, be pastors or preach in churches in our congregation? I like what Benna said before. Go back to uh, what is a pastor and what does it mean for a woman to preach in the church. A pastor is normally someone who um, exercises authority over people, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you preach in church, I also believe that's another form of exercising authority over your congregation. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to Paul's writing to Timothy, it's very clear, there's no doubt about it, he says it in there, that women are not to exercise authority over men. Mm -hmm. So according to Paul, who was the ultimate apostle, um, can women be pastors? No. Um, can women preach in church? No. Love it. I love it. Point blank. Period. Done. But, um, yeah, Sunny, did you? Sure. Um, I've, you know, I've, I, I want to, uh, to say this in love and respect. Mm. Hey, but truth is important, eh? Mm. Because as Bina said before, um, the word doesn't belong to us. Mm. It belongs to God. And God is um, very clear mm. in instruction because this is Paul writing to Timothy, yeah. instructing Timothy the order of the church. Because mm. first, first Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus, these are pastoral letters to the local churches. Mm. And so this is what... Um, Paul, remember we're using, um, you know, uh, apostles, but the, uh, the, the, the ultimate author is God himself. Yeah, exactly. hey, mm-hmm. that, that we learned that from Second Peter, that, uh, that these apostles did not write the Bible in their own understanding. Mm-hmm. That was moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. And God is used, allowing them freely to use their own character. Say, mm-hmm. as we see Paul as a tent maker when he said in Second Timothy um, two fifteen to rightly divide the word mm. of truth, mm. because Paul was a tent maker. Mm. Hey, if he, if Paul cut it wrong, then the tent is not going to be straight. Yeah. Hey, that's what I mean rightly divide. You got to cut it straight. Mm. Hey, so it, it come back nice to the sunny. word, yeah. and this is what um, this is what God said. Let Second uh, Timothy. Verse, uh, chap- sorry, First Timothy, mm. chapter two, verse eleven and twelve, and to the finish, <laughs> <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Let a woman learn in silence mm. with all submission. Hey, silence. Silence mm. means stay quiet. Mm. You are to stay quiet in the church. I don't have problem with staying quiet because mm. I don't like talking. <laughs> 
But submission, yeah. this is what Bina said before. You know, we, we, we hate that word because it's like mm. you're submitting to. Mm. But man, you're submitting to God. Yeah, He's the author of the word. Mm. So why do you want to um, wave your fist at him? Yeah. When he's instructing you, yeah, so this is good works for mm. you. Hey, because mm. we know on the day that we go home with all the works that we do, will do here mm. um, for God on earth, we will go home and he'll reward us. Mm. Do we want to be rewarded <laughs> when we go home? <laughs> yes. I do. I Me do. Too. I really do. Yeah. I do not want to just work here and then go home and get nothing. Yeah. But But look. Let's be honest, that's the love of God. Yeah. Hey, we don't deserve to be paid for working here because we're sinners. Yeah. Hey, we don't deserve that because what, um, what does God say in the book of Romans that, you know, we will sin yeah. while we're still sinners. Christ died for us. Yeah. Are we still sinning today? Yeah. Definitely we're still sinning. Yeah. But God do not see us as sinners because of what Jesus Christ did on the yeah. cross. Yeah. Hey, let's make that clear that God declared that we're righteous not because we're righteous or anything that we've done, mm -hmm. but because of Jesus Christ himself. Mm. And so the word is so clear that we are to stay silent, that means stay quiet, hey, and be submission. Mm. Hey. And verse 12 said, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority mm. over men. That's two, mm. teach authority. Mm. We're not supposed to have authority over men in our local churches. We can actually take us back to the beginning in the book of Gen Genesis, mm -hmm. when Adam, when, when Eve disobeyed God. And because that's what Paul said here. Mm. Hey, so uh, let me read it again, verse two. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over men, but to be in silence. Why? For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Mm. Yeah. 14, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into, tra into transgression. Mm. Sorry for about my broken language. Okay. All right. um, verse 15, nevertheless, she'll be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, holiness, with self-control. Mm. Now, mm. this is important. That's the character of a woman. Mm. Our job is to have babies, sorry. Mm. But man, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm a grandmother, I'm a mother, and I love, I love being a mother. I, did, I, wasn't, a I wasn't a believer when, my, when I had my four children, yeah. but my fifth, my fifth child, I was a believer. Mm. So I was able to follow it through. I bring up Elijah, his name is mm. Elijah, in the way of the Lord. Yeah. Why? It's because that is the only, if I love my child, if I love my my children, I need to bring them up in the way of the Lord mm. so that they become good citizens in the world, mm. not be a, a pestilence, mm. not mm. be, you know, um, not, contrib not contributing to society. Yeah, yeah. Hey, because that's our role as a mother. That's a role that was given mm. to right from the beginning mm. to Eve, hey, that mm. she was going to be a wife. Mm. She was going to be a helper, yeah. a helper mm. yeah. to nice. Adam. Yeah. Hey, Oh, I, and so that's my answer from the Bible, awesome. not not for myself. Yeah. Hey, but so it's very, very important that we go back to the Word. Hey, Absolutely. we need to be submit. We need to be submission. 
we're not submitting to human we're submitting to God himself yeah, yeah. yeah. and so um, like I said uh, we need to learn to love and respect and honor the one who gave us the word and the one who created this this the unseen and everything that we see here on mm. earth and mm. that's my stance so. amen and amen oh um yeah like <laughs> tick there tick there i guess um to add to that if i may mm. um not to add to the word obviously because <laughs> don't want to do that but i guess really important for us to remember that we're talking about in the context of the local church a mm. eh? so a woman should not have authority in the local church a mm. eh? so i think that's really key because that doesn't mean that you can't have a woman ceo Amen. that yeah. you can't have a woman that will teach physics mm. at a university level yeah. that you can't have a woman um you know own businesses and all that kind of stuff this is really specific yeah. to woman in the local church yeah so we're not talking so i think that's really important because you know paul is instructing timothy in first timothy mm -hmm. but also when we see him writing to the corinthian church mm -hmm. hey he's giving the instruction for the local church mm -hmm. so i know people get kind of really um ho-ha mm -hmm. just had that in there. hey when they kind of figure out that it was like oh that god's like you know um that it's you know all this is against woman or wants to put woman down i was like are you kidding me it's so not what the bible says yeah. a and that's so not the character of god mm -hmm. a he formed both man and woman the bible says mm -hmm. a and so to be able to um come back because my husband was always you know saying to me benna always answer that question and i'm not a bullet point kind of person <laughs> sadly you know i'm the one that you know novel and then you take I get the scenic to, route. I take the yeah. scenic route because you, you know. That too. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Not at the price of petrol these days, but um, <laughs> but I guess for me, um, see, because I grew up Presbyterian, um, out in a church out in West Auckland, and women ministers were allowed there. Hey, they they ordained um, and trained women pastors. And then when I was living in Samoa, I grew up in Samoa for a wee bit, and I attended the Efakasa there, which is. Um, uh, the Congregational Christian Church of Samoa. Mm -hmm. eh? So Efakasa, some people know it as FX. Mm -hmm. eh? People just think they're, um, <laughs> they're all gang names or something. Okay. Um, but, um, and women were not trained and they were not pastors um, in that church tradition. Um, and I became a born again believer in the Spirit of God when I was a student at Otago. So whoop! <laughs> I don't know what that sound means, but I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just like, might have to do some editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all my street cred just went in the bin. <laughs> I, we don't do those noises when we're down at Otago, but um, I don't know. We picked that up from. But I guess um, so. And so there, I attended a very loving but a very Pentecostal church um, in the South Island. And so, in in that church, there were um, there were women pastors. Mm. And I was at that church for like 12 years and it, it was in this church that I really did come to know the true saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I learned how to love the Lord, how to be part of uh, a local church. I was loved on by some um, pastors and a body of Christ that really didn't look like me. Mm -hmm. A like being down in Dunedin back in the <laughs> 90s. Um, yeah, it was very, very different from what it is now, I can imagine. Um, but there were women pastors and they were accepted there and i guess for me um in the mid probably the mid 2000s um i was approached to become a pastor 
um, by my local church. And um, while I was really honoured, I was really hesitant. Mm. Um, sadly, not for biblical reasons. I wasn't hesitant for biblical reasons. But the senior leadership had, and other trusted friends had kind of encouraged me. And we did what um, what I've heard has been called um, exegesis, exegetical gymnastics <laughs> around certain yeah. um, passages of scripture to kind of make it fit um, that it was okay for me to be this woman pastor. Um, and so I actually, I submitted to my local, to my leadership um, and I trusted them and loved them. And I was locally ordained as a pastor down there. And I really felt that this was a way for me to serve God, mm -hmm. like wholeheartedly, you know, that I wasn't trying to um, be a bot. I wasn't trying to like be famous or anything. I just really wanted to do all I could to be able to love God and and um, and serve Him. And so, a lot of my friends and family, like they were all really supportive of this. Um, you know, they felt that that was the favor of God for my life, and you know, very proud of me. And so, but what I noticed is that while I experienced all these different traditions. Mm -hmm. A, in my different, my various, you know, PIC, Efakasa, Pentecost, it sounds like I've joined all these gangs. Um, and they all had different views on whether women were pastors or not. I failed to rightly divide. A, I failed to rightly divide um, God's word for myself and to see if these things were so, you know, like the Berean Jews of Acts 17. And so, um, I've always had a high value of scripture, but I just didn't know how to handle it. Um, I always knew that it was true. I always knew that it was God's word, but I really didn't know how to wield it, I guess. And so um, I, I guess in the early kind of in 2010, um, 2010, I visited, um, I was, uh, Ronji and I were courting. Oh, no, we weren't even courting at the time. We were um pre-courting so I guess I was still living in Dunedin um, and he had invited me to a community bible study um, in South Auckland um, to come along to and so I went and I kind of listened and you know I kind of thought oh this this, this is a different way to handle God's word you know it wasn't necessarily the um, you know three points to this or five steps to this or you <laughs> yeah, know it wasn't yeah. necessarily the pick and mix i call pick and mix theology where you pick bits here pick bit here and then it's like ta-da nice formally um message but they really kind of unpacked like you know word by word line by line and that was very new for me um at that time and i've been a believer and i still really believe i was a believer i was just a believer in error um and so um i really felt that i needed to come back to dunedin and really check these things and to check to, because like I desired to be obedient to my God, like that was my desire. And so um, I came, I went back south uh, for a couple of months and um, I kind of just really started to wrestle with some of this stuff. And I was just like, Lord, I want to find out from your word uh, whether this is true outside of my church traditions, outside of the history that I've seen, outside of my own current denomination that I was at, even outside of um, this wonderful man that was going that I was going to end up marrying but outside of him and outside of the study I wanted to come back to God's word so I came back for and for months just started to look and I needed to do that by myself because I almost felt like if I asked anyone in my church that I would offend them and I had didn't want to do that because I did love them and I know they had real love for me and so I kind of started to come back and when I looked at first Timothy second Timothy the book of Titus mm -hmm. 
hey, I clearly did not qualify to be a pastor. Mm. And I couldn't reconcile being a female pastor with the word of God outside of the traditions, outside of people's other teachings. I couldn't reconcile that with the word of God. Like I said before, the Bible's not unclear. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, um, the, the, the following year I was leaving the city anyway. And so I left the church and I left the role. And I'm, I'm so grateful to the Lord. I thank the Lord that he loved me enough to correct me mm-hmm. in such a tender and merciful way through his word, you know, like, um, and and for loving me out of error through the scriptures. Eh? And that's why I think whilst I've always had a high value of the word, like, I, I'm so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful for it. And so, yeah, while some who knew me felt that I had kind of been, I've been led astray maybe, or that I had missed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, that um, that actually female pastors were okay and that, you know, not to, and then some of those things like, oh, it's not the literal, you're taking it too literal. And I was just like, but then what parts do you take literally and what parts don't you? Like that just makes things more confusing. And so, yeah, and I guess for me, that was a real pivotal time um because in relation to the word and the context i was in the wrong Mm. like i was wrong Mm. like i'm meant to i'm meant to submit myself to the word the word is not meant to submit to me (laughs) hey there's a real arrogance in that but and so for me i thought you know this was a real pivotal part um, of my journey and it began there and it's continued alongside um ronji um and his and who has a fierce love for the gospel mm. and 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 such a and such a fierce love for God's infallible word and so you know when i looked at that and you know i know we're talking about the scriptures and the bible and what it says but i guess i just wanted to quickly share my testimony in that because i think for a lot of people they kind of thought that i had missed out something but i was just like no i'm finally being obedient to god's word yeah, yeah. you know i finally because those things even though there are times where i've been really ma yeah. about those times but i'm also so grateful to the lord and because god is a god of mercy and he's yeah. forgiving and he's kind he's not sitting up there going to me you remember that time when you were you know where sometimes i do that to myself to be honest like sometimes i still hear people go hey pastor b i was like oh it's so wrong you know but i did those things out of ignorance hey i was ignorant and god's um mercy and love um yeah so so my long novel journey the bullet point dun, 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 is um that no woman do not qualify to be pastors elders of the local church according to the scriptures and specifically the ones that the sisters read out first timothy 3 1 to 7 and titus 1 6 to 9 so like i said before the bible is not unclear and i'm just thankful for his tender loving care and mercy like trust me like there's lots of other things i need to get working on (laughs) um but that was that was easy for me to to give up and be corrected because I was like I just really wanted to be obedient to God's word and I hadn't been and so I did repent on that and there are times where I still kind of cringe but then it also makes me think of God's tender love and mercy for me um but yeah but it's a reminder that the word is our guide and so yeah praise the Lord Uh, what a testimony of um I guess one, your obedience, but two, sort of the posture that we hold as as believers that submit. A yeah. submission is not an end state; is an active state. So you're, there's constant work 
sanctification hey eh, as a mm. believer we, we're, we're not yeah, yeah. soon as we you know we say yes to christ and we turn from our old lives you know it's not an overnight thing i think yeah. sometimes <laughs> yeah. um we can be so hard on ourselves to think oh man I, i'm supposed to be holier than thou now but actually <laughs> like you know mm. it, um that sanctification is an ongoing state that yeah. that's, as you as you learn to unlearn to relearn yeah. by the scriptures eh? and, I, and i love that your testimony bina is a a picture of that of what it looks like to be obedient eh? that's mm. what that's i think uh, personally like, i think that's where people take issue with topics that are controversial like women pastors is obedience because mm. innately our fallen nature is disobedience eh? so we're in mm. constant like tension within ourselves eh? a war between spirit and flesh to obey yeah. and this is one of those topics that really brings that to the forefront so malo apito sisters for really shedding such um, grace and light from scripture on that on that topic i think it's also important to note that um, position doesn't equal value, which Had the world it. says that. Hey, mm. the world says that, but the the word doesn't. Um, yeah. We've imposed that. We've put that on the word. But actually, the word values women. Um, just because you've, we've got distinct roles, yeah. God created roles, doesn't mean God values women as less. Okay. I think that's that's such a big misunderstanding um, from the world. Hey, and so speaking of the world. Um, <laughs> There's lots of stuff going on today, and, and actually it's nothing new under the sun, we know that, all these sort of new ideologies, ologies, I don't know all of them, um, but <laughs> things like feminism and you know gender equality and lots of the thinking around that, um, how do you guys think that shaped the way we as believers, as a church, view the role of women in the local church, you know, so things um, around women if, if a man can do it, a woman can do it too. Or um, I always think of the role, Sani mentioned this earlier in terms of being a wife, being a mother, how those are actually things that are high callings as a believer and God um, gives such honour to those roles, but we, the world doesn't, mm. hey. And so, um, yeah, I guess how do you, yeah, how, how do you guys think um, a lot of that sort of world, what I would call worldly secular thinking has sort of had an influence in the way that we view the role of women in the local church or does that sort of make sense? I took yeah. the scenic route with that question. <laughs> hey, I, wanted to to my a, I wanted to give it a go. I'm, I'm kind of sweating because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take the fast track. Um, but yeah, any thoughts or any, I'm going to start with Nessa. Um, I'm just going to back check then answer the question and explain why I got emotional. Um, I got emotional because this is one of, many scriptures that I've had to come back to God and repent because of my error. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but praise God for the Holy Spirit who continues to illuminate his truth to me through his scriptures. Um, but to answer the question, um, well, what's feminis feminism? Feminism? Yeah. yeah. Feminism and equality. Um, basic definition of feminism is... Um, where people advocate for equal rights for men and women. Mm. Um, and then there's the radicals now who just want to overthrow authority of men over women. Um, and then there's even the more radicals who are just anti-Christ and anti-God who um, want to overthrow or just not have anything to do with mm. wives and husbands and mm. roles and all the pronouns now. Yeah. Um, and then there's equality, which the simplest definition for equality is... Um, one's value like you said um i do have an answer and i wrote down my answer and now my answer is gone um but correct me if i'm wrong guys um the best way for me to explain um 
equality and men and women, um, I thought of the Trinity, mm-hmm. um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They all they all play different functions and all have different parts, but they're all God. And they're just because God the Father, and there's an order as well, mm-hmm. just because God the Father comes before God the Son and God the Son before God the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean God the Holy Spirit is any less than God the Father. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Please correct me if I'm wrong. But that's my explanation for that question. Um, that value doesn't equal your role. And that's the best way for me to make sense of it in my head, which is the triune God. Yeah. I guess it's important to note that a difference in roles doesn't mean a difference in quality or importance or value. And I think sometimes the world... They, they place a lot of emphasis on that, that yeah. your position somewhere equals your value, when actually there's yeah. nowhere in the word that says that or highlights that. It gives us distinct... I always come back to what you said, Sonny, in terms of Genesis 3, the creation order, that mm. there is an order for a reason. And God, if God has given that to us plain and simple, it's plain and simple um, in his word, uh, the onus would be on us to obey, eh? and which comes back to, to disobedience. But this is, I often think this is one area that like the enemy's just distorted to yeah. like infinity and beyond and continues. But praise the Lord that his word continues to endure. Eh? It tells us it endures. His truth is forever. It endures to all gen- generations, but also proven as well. And, and yeah. we see beauty in his order. Yeah. In his, I, I like order, so maybe that's why I'm inclined <laughs> to it. But, and I like it even more if someone gives me order, you know? Like, and so I always think, um, I don't have children, but I think of parents. I always think of, you know, parents... Um, they safeguard you from from the harms and dangers of this world and they put things in place or boundaries or order to to ensure that, that you're looked after, that you're cared for and you're loved for. I always think of, um, I guess, our parameters that the the word gives us, instructions as being loving, not, not necessarily um, harmful or anything like that. Actually, it's stopping us from entering into harm. So anyways, all that to say um, that a difference in roles doesn't equate with a difference in importance or value in, according to the Word of God. But um, back to the topic, which was over to Sani in terms of, yeah, what are, what are, you, what are your, some of your thoughts around um, those things? Yeah, um, be honest, um, this movement are anti-God mm, yeah. and um, hate men. Mm. That's the honest truth, because if we, when I mean, we look at from a biblical view, um, you can look at. I think um, Sister Nessa mentioned this before in um, Galatians three twenty-eight. Mm. Uh, what did he say? Uh, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there neither, there is neither male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Mm. Hey. Um, we are all created in, in, in the likeness of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he loved us. Hey, that's why he said in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world mm-hmm. that he gave his only begotten son, mm-hmm. that whosoever believes in him may not perish but have everlasting life. Hey. Yeah. But the key is that, you know, um, you want to submit to God. Mm-hmm. But we live in a world where uh, there's so much confusion. Mm-hmm. Because they're walking away from God, mm-hmm. and so this movement, uh, women want to overpower men yeah. in their role in our local churches. Mm-hmm. Hey, but we need to come back to the word and mm-hmm. women, 
you will submit. You are submitting to God. Mm, hey, because this movement is 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 really um, putting their fist. No, we disobey you, God. Yeah. You wanna be the leaders, the preachers in our local churches, and so therefore, um, men can step down from their role. And mm. uh, to be honest, um, I was uh, before I became a believer, I, I was like that. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to wear the pants in my own uh, family, yeah. you know. But as soon as I became a believer, I, there you go, husband. I know my role now. Mm-hmm. You'll be the head of the mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Because that's the headship that we spoke before, yeah. you know. God the Father, then you got the Son submit to the Father. Mm-hmm. Then you got the men submit to Christ. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's the, that's the headship. Mm-hmm. And then you have men, I'm uh, sorry, women. Woman submit to the husband, yeah. and that's the headship. Mm-hmm. That's the order. God is not a a, a god of confusion. Yeah. God is a god of order. That's right. And so that's so. If we as women just come back to the word, hey, that's why Second Timothy uh, chapter two verse three, be diligent. Mm-hmm. That means God is saying to you, study your word. Yeah, okay. God is commanding you study your word. Our workers. Hey, our workers mm. who are not ashamed rightly divide the word of truth. The word of God is truth. It's the only truth here on earth. Mm. There is no your truth, my truth. There's mm. only God's mm. truth because he is the creator mm. of heaven and earth. Yeah. He is the creator of all things. Yeah. And so therefore, we need to come back. Hey, as Bina said, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, mm. all scripture. Hey, it's here to correct us. Mm. That's why, I mean, we're looking at the life of Paul. Mm. Hey, Paul and the, um, and, and the coming down to coming to his the end of his life, and mm. he said, "All scripture, hey, all yeah. scripture is, it's God worth." Yeah. Timothy did not have any input, mm. hey, because that's um, to share um, before. Um, during COVID, first lockdown, mm. my father came to me and said, would you be able to run a Bible study for our family? Yeah. And I said, in my heart, I, 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 was, I was excited because that was one of my prayer. Because I saw my parents, they, there are things that need to be corrected, but it need to come back from the Word. Yeah. And so when I got to the, um, to, you know, uh, to First Timothy chapter two, mm. and I'm going, God, how am I going to explain to my my parents? There is no women pastor that you know that supposed to teach and lead in the church. Mm-hmm. And so, the two view that I learned uh, be- prior to that is that this is Timothy's idea. Mm. It's not God's idea. Mm. And That's then, so I'm going, is it really Timothy's idea? Is, or this is God's word, yeah. all scripture. Mm. And so. All I did is I got down on my knees and I prayed, God, please help me to be able to rightly divide, to tell the truth to my parents. Because my parents believe that they attend churches, that their church, sorry, um, they have women pastors. Mm. And now I'm going to tell my father that women are not allowed. And so God reminded me, 2 Timothy chapter 3, all scripture. We have to remember that God doesn't speak outside the word. Mm, yeah. Hey, when we pray, 
we talk to God. Mm-hmm. And when we want to hear truth and we want to hear God, mm-hmm. we got to open up our Bible. Yeah, hey, so that's my answer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All glory to God. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Lord, for your word. Canaan's a bit slow yeah. with the, um, with the and just stand there. The sound of yeah. 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 um, I'll, I'll be I'll be lost and I'll be lying if if the word of God. Wasn't yeah. Amen. Shot shot Sunday. Um, yeah. B. Yeah. I coming back to the whole thing of. Um, kind of wanting to usurp with authority, mm-hmm. eh? like that, that desire. And I think that does come back to, you know, Genesis 3, you know, the fall of the fall of man. And, you know, when, you know, when sin enters the world, eh, if we're going to go all the way back, you know, there's in um, Genesis 3, I think it's 16, and he... Um, and God is giving out the punishment. Hey, eh? there's a there's a there's a judgment on the land. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a judgment on man. There's a judgment on the animal kingdom. There's a judgment also on woman. Hey, mm-hmm. eh? and part of that judgment. And I and and I know that this is kind of taken out of context again. But we've got to see and we've got to be able to unpack it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it says to the woman, He said, "I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth, and pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, mm-hmm. and he shall rule over you." Mm-hmm. Hey, so we see this back then and we see that often people say, oh, the de- that, that part says, your desire shall be for your husband. Mm-hmm. People have often interpreted it meaning, um, you know, it, that it's a sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Hey, but actually, you know, when you look at that properly and unpack it more and then you check it again um, with uh, Genesis um, chapter 4, you actually see that that means to, sh- her desire will always be to usurp authority. Mm-hmm. Hey, so yes. you, so you see it there, and so we see that that's the that's a judgment. That's mm. <laughs> that's the fall. That's that's the fall that the, that's come out of the fall, and that's mm. come out of our sinful nature. And so because we are the children of Adam and Eve, that da da da. da <laughs> hey, but by God's grace. Mm. Hey, and so that's why you know when Sani um, brought up the Galatian scripture that you know because the truth is is that there still is Jew and there still is Gentile. There still is woman and there still is man. Mm. Hey, so it's not saying that these things are no longer. It's saying that regardless of these things, we are all one in Christ. And that's why the gospel must be preached. The gospel must be preached because it levels us all. Hey, so if you're wanting equality, for all have fallen short of the glory of God. Hey, for all have sinned. We've all sinned. And so we get this, okay, men, woman, Jew, Greek, able, disabled, foreign, domestic. Hey, hey like, like all, all is all. Hey, and so when we when we see that and these ideas of feminism and the ever evolving mm-hmm. definition of feminism, hey, these are not godly ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, these are not because we are made in the image, both men and women. We are made in the image of God. We are image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. Hey, and we not need to not need not only need to know that for ourselves, we need to know that of others. Mm-hmm. Hey, that they hold the image of God. Hey, and that's why we're so precious. Mm-hmm. That's why he gave his only son, because there is no other way. Hey, there's no other way. Jesus said it himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Anyone confused? Hey, it, it, the Bible's not unclear. 
Hey, and so I love so so while these terms and there's gonna be new terms and new ologies and new theories, oka, you know, like new it's isms. Just, yeah, isms, <laughs> trisms, ologies, apologies, like you know, you just confuse yourself and that's why but the word of God is everlasting. Yeah. You know, the flower fade, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will remain forever. Mm -hmm. And so these ideas and these ologies and these things that are in our society, they are of the world. And if I can just quickly, because this is my, you know, roundabout, awesome. you know, I'm looking at the time and, you know, um, just making sure that we don't do. Um, but if we go into First John, oh, man, I hope I can find it. Um, Should have marked it. Um, look, why don't I come back to it so we don't move, but I will find it because it's a really key part to what um, I think we want to be able to talk about. So mm. I will. Yeah. So can I just put that on pause yeah. Yeah, and then sure. rewind and then Kanan can do his magic and yeah. chop and change. All good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything to add to that. Um, I think the, the scripture is pretty clear. On, on the distinct and respective roles of, of men and women in the local church and even in our homes and um, and society, some would say. And so I guess we've, we've talked a bit about this in terms of um, being in error with our doctrine around this or even being in opposition to it. You know, for those that are wrestling with this, you know, for those that are um, listening and they're like, oh, I've got female pastors at my church or um, I listen to them, I listen to their teaching. Um, I guess I, I would like to hear about what, what should people be doing in, if they're in that, in that place or in that position of like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm really like this inside in terms of, I know this is what the word says, but this is what I'm thinking and this is what I believe. And, and we've all been there in terms of, I know I myself have been in error around my doctrine and, and praise the Lord for his saving grace and, and correction. Um, and that the word is clear to us, but for those that it's not clear to, what, what should they, um, yeah, I guess what should their attitudes be or, or how should they approach this tension um, around disagreeing I mean it's basically disagreeing with scripture um, what should they be doing or any mm. encouragement around yeah those things someone can volunteer as tribute first <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would um, I would encourage women uh, go back to the word awesome and if you if you're one of those women that um, like to put up your fist and say God I'm going to be a a pastor in the church, yeah. then um, then I'm gonna warn you. Mm -hmm. My warn is my warning is that that um, there is um, there is curse. Eh? Mm -hmm. There is curse in regarding for to the um, when you disobey God, mm. and at the same time, uh, if you think that you are going to be rewarded for the things that you do here on earth, mm -hmm. uh, you will raise, uh, you will lose your reward yeah, yeah. Hey, and those are important things but I would encourage you uh, to pray awesome. to pray yeah. and, and, and ask God to give you uh, that peace yeah. and the understanding and that wisdom mm -hmm. um, because in your fallen nature mm -hmm. as we right. going back to um, to um, Genesis 3 mm -hmm. that's it's our fallen nature that war mm -hmm. with the spirit that's in you yeah the new nature and the old man, yeah. mm. and there's there's that constant war. But um, you know, 
because my desire for you as as a woman is that you will you will be rewarded for the things that you do here on earth. Mm, absolutely. Um, and at the same time, you want to hear your father. Um, you know, your father will say when you go home, um, "Welcome home, a mm. uh, faithfully and wonderful servant." Yeah. Hey, that that's what you want to hear mm. from your father. Yeah. Um, you know, as our um, our earthly father here uh, discipline us for the things that we do uh, that is wrong. Mm. Hey, but that's because of their love. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same with our father in heaven. Mm. Hey, he disciplined us because of the things that we need to correct in our life. Mm. Uh, that we need good. to move from a baby who eats, drink milk. Yeah to a baby that eats solid food. Mm. You become a mature b- believer. Awesome. But if your doctrine is in error, then you will stay as a babe forever. Mm. No, it, this is not a, que- a question of salvation. Mm. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. Yeah, it's good. But it's to do with how you want to be obedient to God in this particular topic. Mm. Hey, it's either you're being obedient and you bless it, because that's what happens to the children of Israel. Mm, yeah. God instructed mm. them, if you, um, if you obey, then I will bless you. Yeah. Mm. But if you disobey, then judgment will come. Yeah. Hey, Because we know judgment is coming. Mm. You either be judged and we be rewarded for the things that you do here on earth. Mm-hmm. Hey, Just like I said before, as Bina mentioned, we have a loving Father. Yeah, mm. he's loving, sovereign. You know, he's almighty. Don't think that God doesn't see the things that you you cannot see the things that I hide in my heart, mm. but God can. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, you know, he's all knowing, all powerful yeah. way. That's right. But he's also all um, sovereign. Yeah, mm. and and just God. Mm. So this is not. I'm not saying this is a question of salvation. I'm saying this is a question of you either get rewarded for the things that you do here. Or you don't. Mm. Hey, so, uh, yeah, the, awesome. the word is, is, is there. Oh. Sanctify the word. The word is truth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's what the, that's God's word. Awesome. Mm. Short sunny. I love that. I, I kind of got caught up in that, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm bringing I'm it back. I'm by that. Short yeah, sunny. yeah. That was, it's like, oh, um, <laughs> Lord to God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we would all echo yeah. what you said mm-hmm. in terms of um, coming back to the word, eh? Yeah. Praise the Lord for his word um, that it is proven and that the word knows best. I think often as believers, we try to breathe into the Bible. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Have mids first. No. Um, we need to let the Bible breathe into us, into our lives, and I think... Um, yeah, what a I I love that we have a God that doesn't leave his children to fumble through life and in this life, eh? And just sort of like, <laughs> like kind of going through. <laughs> I don't know how if to say walk through life, but <laughs> don't do that. That he gives us instructions, eh? And his instructions are to be obeyed, all of it, not just the parts that we jump with joy at, and we obey even when it hurts. And, and I love that. I always just come back to the idea of a parent and a child, that a parent knows best. And so even though they give you instructions and you disagree, you know that it's good for you. Um, and so I love that, Sunny, you echoed that we come back to the word, that we check in with the word, that we prayfully um, contend as well. And so I guess with the other sisters, 
you had anything to add? Yeah, I guess just as, you know, just as some practical, like, you know, um, maybe uh, tips, I guess, or helpful mm. thoughts um, would be, yes, absolutely to be able to pray, but also to share the truth in love. Hey, often sometimes I think even in, you know, even as Christians, we can do this. We share the truth, but there's no love. Hey, or sometimes we just share love, but we don't share truth. Hey, hey, it's like, no, God loves you. Okay, awesome. But the truth is that you've sinned against him. And there is, and you have no, you can no longer meet God's standard. Hey, that, and, and then you bring in the good news. You've got to tell the bad news before you get to the good news. And. I think when, when if someone, if what, another sister um, is here or is listening um, that may be struggling through this or probably has not even thought that this was a concern, then absolutely, as um, Sister Sunny said, then come back to the Word of God. Hey, come back and, and humbly bring yourself to the Word of God. Hey, without your preconceived ideas, um, you know, because there might be hurts, Hey, and I don't want to discount those things. There may be um, things that you know um, that uh, that have caused you to believe that this is what God wants for your life, and you know there maybe have other people that have really built you up to take on this role. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to be kind of harsh and cut and, and, and just be cold about this, but like I know that 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 keep in mind that whatever role you have or don't have does not determine your value unto the Lord. A. So and you only need to think about the thief on the cross, you know, in terms of God didn't say, Oh yeah, you're gonna let's see. Let me go and check paradise, see if I can squeeze you in, A. But what did this tender, merciful, loving God turn around and say to him with all the confidence? A, with absolute truth, with absolute certainty, he said, today you will be with me. Mm. A, there was a certainty, there was clarity, A, and there was, um, and so, you know, your your role or your error or your, you know, desire to come out of this, then um, that God that God will walk with you in this, yeah, A, you know, because if you are doing these things out of ignorance, then the Lord will shed light unto that. A, the Holy Spirit that is deposited in you as, as soon as you believed. A, that the Lord will do his work in you to be able to illuminate, to be able to understand. A, because for years, like even now, sometimes I can read the Bible and my eyes go cross-eyed or I'm reading the same verse like four or five times. Yeah, a, but <laughs> but God but God does that work. Hey, yeah. God helps you. I love that Sunday school song, you know, read your Bible, pray every day and you grow, grow, grow. I've kind of remixed or edited that. I don't know if I'm allowed to and copyright things, but I believe that you need to read your Bible. You need to pray and obey. That's when you grow, grow, grow. Hey, because you can, because you really do need to read your Bible, but you need to pray <laughs> to be able to read your Bible. Hey, and you can't obey something you don't know. So you've got to read your Bible to be able to know what you're going to obey. Yes, and yes. that's how we grow. And so if you're in a place where, you know, maybe you are a pastor you know, um, a, a sister out there and you've been a pastor for so many years or you, you and your husband are pastors, then I just encourage you um, with love and in truth mm. to come back to the word of God. Mm. Hey, this isn't my, this isn't my truth. This isn't Sani or Allah or Nessa's, you know, when none of us are smart enough to come up with this, but the church belongs to Christ. Mm. 
Uh, he is the head of the body. And so let him and you will be blessed in your obedience. But if you continue to know the truth and arrogantly, then you are in violation and disobedience to God. Yeah. And that that's that's on you but i just pray that if you are out there and you're struggling or you go to a church and there are female pastors then you know um then i pray that you would come back to the word of god mm -hmm. and that the holy spirit would minister to you and illuminate the scriptures to you and that if you're struggling to go through this then keep kind of struggling get some answers if you feel you can't talk to your pastors then i guess reach out to some of the guys here or reach out to the boys because it's not a it's, this isn't a role we're not trying to get points here it's not woman versus man it's not at all not at all about that you know for we are all image bearers of christ and um and i just want to say the lord bless you guys and 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 help you and we will pray for you because i definitely know that there were people praying for me in those times when i was coming out of that um erroneous doctrine and people were graceful you know, like, you know, the people that I didn't know very well up here in South Auckland, like they knew my past, they knew my role as a pastor, they knew I was an error, and yet they still loved on me because I was still part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. hey, and they just let me kind of, they just pointed me to the word, and then that was on me to come back and be like, Lord, have I got this wrong? Can you help me? Yeah. Like, because I've had other things get wrong, and then you've helped me correct them according yeah. to your word, but if I've got this wrong, then I don't you know, I, I, I want to come back to your word. This church is yours. Yeah. So help me, show me what it is, how I can participate according to the scriptures mm -hmm. and serve you faithfully in this. And so, yeah, if you are struggling, then um, we, will, we will be in prayer for you. Yeah. Um, whether you're here in New Zealand or mm -hmm. other parts of the world. And there's, I know there's a whole bunch of other really good materials that you can use to help you. But um, nothing is a substitute for you to read your Bible, pray, and obey, and you grow, grow, grow. <laughs> Another. Oh! <laughs> um, Nessa, would you like to add or any thoughts? I don't think, yeah. I would probably just repeat as my role as the younger woman. <laughs> just, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, we've spoken a lot about, um, you know, roles that women shouldn't have. Uh, or you know shouldn't hold in, in the local church um so on that note like well how can women serve um in the local church how can they serve biblically um in the local church um bina <laughs> cool so we kind of talked about like you know that women yeah. should teach other women yeah. hey so that's such that's such an important role oh, i think you know um this I think a church is always meant to be multi-generational. And when we see, um, when Paul, when John is writing um, to the church in First John, he talks to, um, he calls, um, he calls for fathers, young men, and children. Hey, so you see this multi-kind of generational church happening. I'm really, you know, I'm very kind of, I kind of think about, oh man, you know, when a church just has older people, mm -hmm. like some of our churches do. When you see churches that just have young people, mm -hmm. hey, because, so you need, uh, because there's there's a role in place for every, mm -hmm. every, every age, stage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hey, color, shade in, in the body of Christ. And yeah. I guess in a local church, like we've said, for local, for um, older women to be able to teach younger women. So that's a role that is really important. You know, there's a whole bunch of mums that really don't know necessarily how to handle life in the 21st century. Um, and, and, and many um, not alongside fathers. Hey, if I can just be really straight up and honest. And so you do need older women to kind of help 
to help support, to help nurture, to help pray for this young mother, you know, to be able to do that because there's a role to be had here. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a nurturing, there's a teaching, like we say. And then there's also the role of um, women being able to teach the scriptures to children. Hey, and somehow, I don't know where, where this has come from, but somehow we've kind of thought that that is a lesser position. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lesser importance yeah, yeah. to teaching children the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know where we've gone there. I think there's that, that, that role and value thing that we've just, we're, man, we'll balls that up, um, <laughs> stuff that up. Oh, sorry, Ken. <laughs> we have just, we've kind of really twisted that. Yeah, yeah, hey, and so because if you have women teaching children, a, teaching children how to, the Bible stories. Like, I'm amazed. Like, I grew up, like, I'm obviously a lot older than you two, but, like, I grew up <laughs> no. with Bible stories. A, like, you know, like, the what I would say, all kids, all island kids knew these Bible stories. But now when I go into, like, when I'm working with university students or working with children in high school that are Pacific Islanders, I'm amazed at how many people don't even know the basics of the Bible. Hey, and so I kind of think there's a there's an important role to be able to teach the children about the word of God. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about remember the role of woman in the local church. Yeah. Hey, so there are those roles um, to be um, to be had. Mm-hmm. And then there's the roles of prayer, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's the roles of caring for the needy, mm-hmm. you know, to care for the widows and to help with the orphans. There's you know, which are all things that are in the scriptures. Yeah. I don't know if we, I don't know why we try and add. To our <laughs> add to our roles when we barely do the things that are in there, <laughs> but um, but those are those are roles to participate in, in prayer mm-hmm. with the local church to to care and honor the elders who are giving the word. Um, to yeah, so I think there are there are many roles that that are that are just important, you know. And again, there's no hierarchy, you know. Arm can't say to the leg, "You're useless," hey. I can't say to the ear yeah. that you have no use. Hey, so so we're all part of the body of Christ. So there are different, um, there are many roles to be had. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Thank I love that. Um, any other roles missing that hasn't been mentioned, um, Nessa, that you would like to add? Or can't think. I had Sunday school ministry because I <laughs> I serve in our Sunday school. Absolutely Let's love go. our kids, um, and I find it a real honor and privilege. Um, to teach the kids the word. And the kids also hold me accountable because our kids, they're like sponges. They mm-hmm. take things in. But they also know if you're trying to fake it until you make it. <laughs> so there's no faking until you make it. There's Holy Spirit, help me rightly divide the word for the kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. the Sunday school ministry, um, youth and young adults, mm-hmm. within, which is the same as kind of Sunday school, but a little bit older, but they deal with different issues. Um, hospitality in the church yeah. is oh, another good. one. Yeah. Um, serving our brethren, yeah, mm. yeah, that's awesome. all I can think of. I love that. Sunny, any thoughts or um, contributions? Not really. I mean, I mean, these two had mentioned it. Um, I think the um, the only thing that I would like um, to add on that uh, Matthew twenty-eight verse nineteen mm. that God said that God commanded us. To go out and share the gospel, mm. and that could be awesome. That could be part of of our, our ministry as well. Yeah, um, going out with with group of women and share the same gospel, of Jesus Christ. Mm. Eh? Mm. Um, that's that's our urgency. Yeah, uh, especially that we live mm. in a world 
that is just um, going darker. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we can see um, prophecy fulfill itself. And yeah. And we can see um, Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. Amen. He's coming <laughs> to judge the living and the dead. And so yeah. um, the urgency of sharing the saving gospel of Jesus Christ, that mm. he came, he died on the cross yeah. for our sins, and then he was buried, and on the third day he rose again awesome. and ascended to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father. Right? That's a privilege um, that we receive from God, yeah. um, especially with our fallen nature. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so if, um, that could be part of our ministry as well. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Yeah, shot sunny. Shot. All you guys, the, uh, those are some wonderful practical uh, but also biblical responses as well as in how we as women can serve in our local churches as well. And can I, I, sorry, yes. can I just add that? Um, yes, please. The importance of us as godly women to role model, right? yes. to model yeah, awesome. who God is, yeah. who the true living God yeah. through our, uh, because I'm nervous, I forgot the scripture. <laughs> Titus? Um, that talks about that women should dress modesty, the way we yeah. need to dress. Yeah. Right? Because we, you got to think about when you go to church, is that they are your bro- they are your family, mm. they are your brothers and yeah. sisters in Christ. Correct. And so you need to trust, uh, dress modesty, mm. so that you don't commit, then you don't make your brothers mm. sin, yeah. or you don't make your sisters gossip about. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. those are That's biblical truth that we, um, yeah, I thought this for the India, the importance of us modeling who God is in our life. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a fashion show, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the biggest hat and the newest yeah. hat? And the yeah, yeah, because I'm Flash nervous and the biggest. I, I forgot the scripture, Because eh? that's what happened in the yeah. time. Yeah. That was happening at the time where mm. women yeah. um, adorn themselves, adorned themselves yeah. to sh- you know, show off their wealth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but God said, dress modesty yeah and that's that's part of our mission yeah but it's not a license to be like lazy or shabby you know like sometimes i've seen people take it the other way and it's like whoa actually god still deserves our (laughs) best too and so i love that reminder yeah Yeah, it's awesome um i've just noticed the time and i didn't realize that's the time and i think that's a great way to end um our podcast but also um we like to leave the last word to our guests. And so um, I guess before we round up, any, any final words, any final encouragement for those tuning in um, and those really, yeah, really wrestling with this. I think this is an important, this is an important issue or topic. And, and so um, our, our prayer, our desire is that, um, yeah, that we come back to Scripture that scripture does the talking. Uh, we simply um, are mouthpieces that, and, um, that want to honour the Lord through this. And so um, we know that we're, we're not scholars or anything like that. We're oh, simply yeah, sisters. <laughs> we're, we're simply not. sisters that um, love the, love love the, the Lord, world. love his word and love his people. And so yeah. we want to be obedient to what the scriptures say. And, and today's discussion has highlighted that scripture is pretty plain and clear about the role of women in the local church. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, our desire is that you take everything like the Berean Jews and go back yeah. and and mm-hmm. search the scriptures. Eh? And, and our word is in gospel. We, you have the word with you. And so we, yeah, we want to encourage you through this podcast. But uh, before we wrap up, um, any last words, any final encouragement for our listeners? I'm going to start to my right. Sister Nessa. Um, I'm going to read out 2 Timothy 3, 6, 
16 to 17. And if you're watching, um, I want to encourage you to have the scripture in mind when you go back to test everything that we've talked about today. And that is all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work um yeah and i'll just leave it at that i'll let the word of god in that when you read have that in mind that all scripture is inspired by god sister sani yeah um i would like to um encourage you from my uh, book of uh, ecclesiastes uh, chapter 12 mm. verse uh, 13 and 14 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter mm. fear god and keep his commandments, mm. for this is man's all. Mm. For God will bring every work into judgment, mm. including every secret things, whether good or evil. Hey, mm. so this is the last word of the, you know, supposed to be uh, King Solomon, the wisest man, mm. and still is, and yeah, according yeah. to the word of God. Mm. Hey, the application of the word of God, that he left God and went and uh, chase life. Mm. Hey, and that's why he said vanity is vanity. Empty is emptiness. Yeah. Hey? Mm. And so this is the last word. And uh, like I said before, um, God can see what's in your heart mm. and yeah. he will bring that into judgment. Mm. And it's either good or bad. And you want God to reward you for the things that you do. Mm. Either good or bad. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is not a question of salvation, but it's a question of mm. truth. Yeah. Hey, as 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 we, mm. as our sister Nessa said, all scripture, mm. uh, Timothy, Paul, um, have no input in mm. the word of God. These mm -hmm. are men, forty men. God used them as an instrument to write the the word of God, mm. but inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so, this is not us judging you as women, yeah. love mm. you and respect you, women. Yeah. Hey, but this is you being submit to the word of God, mm. to the creator of heaven and earth. Yeah. It's either good or bad. Yeah. I'm not judging you, but God can see your heart. And yeah. that's all I have to say for you. Thank you. Oh, that's mm -hmm. um, I guess I wanted to kind of come back to that part of the, the scripture that I was trying to find in terms of all these different systems and ologies and stuff. Mm. And it was in First John um, chapter 2, and it's verse 15. And it says, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm. And often we've always thought that the do not love the world nor the things of the world has often meant, people have often assumed that that means the things, like the material things of the world. Yeah. Actually, that word actually in the Greek also encompasses the systems of the world, mm. eh, which puts a little bit of a different spin on that. Yeah. And so we're not to love these things because we're not of the world. Hey, like this isn't home for us. Praise the Lord. Hey, this is not home. We are passing through. We are sojourners on this. Hey, home is with the Father. And so, you know, to, to, to not love the world, because it's not yours. You're not of it. But but also to not love the systems of the world, the material things, the these everlasting kind of systems and ologies and isms and spisms. You know, they're just all different. They change all the time. But if you are a believer, if you have surrendered and committed your life unto the Lord, remember it's not your life anymore, it's mm -hmm. his. 
And so I just want to encourage you, if you're still struggling with that, and like Sani said, um, then we will continue to pray and reach out if you need to reach out uh, to the guys as well. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Allah. Um, and to my, my sisters here, um, to Canaan and the boys, um, just in terms of the opportunity and to trust us with this. I guess, um, you know, like we've said, we're not scholars. Uh, none of us are fluent in Hebrew, Greek, barely English. <laughs> so, um, but, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, so perfect, thank you. Um, but uh, can I just not only just want to encourage sisters, but I'd like to encourage um, pastors and elders um, and, um, and overseers of church. Um, be faithful to teach the scriptures. Yeah. A, to not be conformed by the patterns of this world, to not follow or be um, bullied into trying to bring the world systems into the church to make something sound better. I just really want to encourage pastors, and I know it's hard, you know, because everyone's got a truth and, you know, no one wants to offend, but apparently it's okay to offend Christians, um, but no one else. But I just want to really encourage um, pastors and, and, and husbands as well to, to teach, to wash your wife in the scriptures, eh? to, you know, to not, um, to not just kind of, to just not let us kind of do our own thing. Like that's your, that's your role as given by God to be over us um, and to love us into the word. And so if you're a pastor out there um, that doesn't like kind of, that tries to kind of curve these things to not quite get to them, um, can I encourage you in the Lord to be faithful to the word of God? You know, this is his church, not yours. Hey, so you are to build it and you're to care for it. You are to oversee it. And God has given you all that you need in the word to be able to do that faithfully. So I just wanted to encourage our um, our leaders and our pastors that are out there doing that and struggling with this. And um, so the Lord bless you and keep you. You know, it says, that it's, you know, it's a good thing to desire to be one of these things. But there's also a harsher judgment on teachers and, and preachers. And so, you know, so we need to pray also for our leaders and our pastors and our elders that, um, be faithful to the word of God, even if uh, your church dwindles to just you and your wife and your kids. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Noah was a preacher of righteousness, and it was only him and his family um, that got saved. So, um, so don't be phased by this. But um, long coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. My um, my final word is uh, from Psalm 115. Verse 1, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your loving kindness and because of your truth. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, I'm not sure if I can add much more to that, um, but I guess uh, it's been wonderful, sisters, to, um, what a privilege and, and honour, even though I'm sweating, um, it has been to just um, sit in this talanoa and, and be able to um, come around the word and discuss what is often um, a topic that we shy away from in the church um, because of what's happening, but we know that God's um, truth is, as, I've, as the psalmist reminded us earlier, that it endures forever, hey, forever is 
all-encompassing, all centuries, seasons, you name it, um, that his truth continues to stand. And thank you guys for, um, one, making time uh, to come along, but also putting yourselves out there. And so I just wanted to honour you guys and say uh, praise the Lord for his work in your lives and may he continue to use you all for his glory and honour. And um, I guess I just wanted to remind our listeners that um, the heart of, of today's topic of our of this discussion, um, I kind of think I sum it up with John 15 verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And so as brethren, we're, we're mindful that this is a sensitive topic. Eh? I said prickly, it's also sensitive. And so all that has been said today is out of grace and love for our brethren. Eh? Because when we see um, brethren in error or, you know, just like we, we see a family member or a loved one doing something wrong, we want to correct as the Father corrects us. And so that is our prayer and our hope for today, that this would encourage, would spur, that you would go back to the scriptures as well. And to finish it off, uh, John 15 verses 9 to 11. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. We pray that and hope that today's podcast continues to keep um, you and grow you in the joy of the Lord, that he continues to be uh, your strength and that you abide in him. And abiding in him means coming back to his word. And his word is so steady and it is so true and steadfast and enduring to all generations. So we um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, sisters. Thank you, Canaan, for um, being up also and just sitting there and vouching and us on quietly. But yeah, thanks for having us, Canaan. And we really appreciate your time as well, Canaan, and your work with Fresh Truth Ministry. So just wanted to honour Canaan and honour our sisters. So we thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, Mr. Ronji Taniena will be back next time. And Lord willing, if I'm back, I'm back. If not, see you in glory. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs>